Thank you for joining us once again on WQPH's Local Matters. Our special returning guest on this program is Father Larry Carney, and he is being interviewed by our own Mary Ann. He is talking about his book, Walking the Road to God, Why I Left Everything Behind and Took to the Streets to Save Souls. And that is available on Amazon. He is also talking about some of the stories behind the book and about some of his experiences on the road. Well, guess what happened? The Holy Spirit sent another wonderful program to you, dear listeners, with Father Larry Carney. Welcome, Father Larry. How are you doing today? I'm better than ever. Better than ever. And I have been reading your book. Talk about this book that you did, but first we need to say a prayer to the Holy Spirit. Could you lead us in a prayer to the Holy Spirit? Yes. Thank in you. the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost, Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Our Lady of the Holy Name of God. <clears throat> pray for us. Pray for us. Pray for us. All our patron saints and guardian angels. Mm-hmm. Amen. Pray for us. In the name of the Father, and Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. A- Amen. So, Father, this book, uh, the most beautiful picture on the cover, Walking the Road to God. Why I Left Everything Behind and Took to the Streets to Save Souls. Now, that's not a popular thing to do. Can you tell us what that means to you and why you did this? I know now that it was seeing you in action here in Boston Streets. What brought you to write this book? The title is beautiful. Walking the Road to God. I love it. So I was given permission by my bishop to go on a sabbatical, so I decided to take a backpack in Europe and walk all over. And most intense time of walking was on the Camino de Santiago, mm-hmm. which is the trail of St. James. And for those listeners who are not familiar, this is a pilgrimage where anybody, Catholics, Christians, non-Catholics can go on, and their starting points all over parts of Europe, and they end up in Santiago in northwest Spain. My friend and I decided to do it, and we backpacked for 32 days, and we spent the night in the wilderness, except for Sunday evenings, because we did not think it was right to live in a co-ed dorm, and that's the norm in in Europe right now, and I'm a priest, right? so I want to be modest. So I wore my cassock, and people started coming up to talk to me about the most important things in life. You see, when we're just walking, we don't have phones going, or cars, or motorcycles buzzing, or worrying about driving. We're just at a slower pace, and so it's more of a human pace, and it's more of a taste that allows our spirit to open up to God. And so the eternal questions start to come into people's minds. Like, why am I here? Where am I going? What's the end? And so people would ask me from all walks of life for answers to 
these questions that I mentioned. And then when I was done, I came back to the States. I thought about doing it full time, walking around the streets of different cities in the United States in my cassock with my Saturno. And the Saturno is a Roman hat that priests used to wear in Rome for many centuries. And it's really practical because it keeps the sun from causing me sunburn, but it's also fitting. It looks really neat. Today I was walking in St. Paul, Minnesota, and there was a jogger who saw me, and he said, I really like that hat, Father. And it really makes people happy. So, you know, sometimes people walking their dogs, are they like to talk about, oh, I like your dog. Well, I don't have a dog. I have a hat. And mm-hmm. people comment about the hat. Yes. So it's a good icebreaker. As, as so it shows in your book. that's why I started walking. Yes, and so the, you see how all of that in your cross that you carry with you, right? And your rosary. Right. I mean, it's all... I just can't believe how it attracts so many people, but you do with it because it's real. Mm-hmm. It's the Lord, and they know it when they see you like that. Go ahead we're talking about that famous hat. Yeah, the Saturno. It's, people ask me, why is it called Saturno? And I tell them, well, look at the planet system. Saturn has a rim. And the Saturno, it basically is a spear. It's half a spear with a ring around it. And the ring is folded up on the edges. So that's why it's nicknamed Saturno, but it's also called a Capillo Romano, or a Roman hat, because Capillo means head. Mm-hmm. So it's a hat, fits the head. Beautiful. And you have the height to carry it with so much grace and dignity as you walk through the streets. I'm sure that's part of your spiritual charm to people. They want to be next to you. They want to talk to you. They can't imagine why you're walking the streets in your full artillery clothes of the church. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. So, so let's go back to where you are. You're on that uh, road there, and you didn't want to stay there on a Sunday night. Is that correct? I would spend the night on Sunday nights at a private room. Uh-huh. So my friend and I, we shared a private room. Good. Another man. Mm-hmm. So I did not want to sleep next on a bunk bed to a female because I'd never done that in my whole life. And right. as a priest, I make a promise of celibacy. And so not only should I be celibate and not having relations, but I should also be modest and not even having the thought of anything that would even be close to that. Right. Exactly. So that's why. And then that was another part of your formation of walking and praying, that pilgrimage? Yeah. Because when I started walking in St. Joseph, Missouri, after the Camino, I would pray the rosary, and 
not a lot of time to think and to listen to God. And I'm a slow learner. But it, it came to me that, wait a minute, during the three years of public ministry of Jesus Christ, he spread the good news by simply walking around and talking to people and performing miracles. So he didn't get on a chariot or on a horse. The only time in his public ministry was he was on a donkey, and that was to fulfill the scriptures. So our Lord Jesus, he's simple, and God is simple. We have to remember the four attributes of God, truth, beauty, goodness, and simplicity. Sometimes simplicity is not included, but Jesus Christ was so simple that he was walking around, and that was his church. That's all he had to do. And it's easy for a priest to have the courage to pray to Our Lady for the courage to put on the cassock and to walk around the street. Because the cassock is a sacramental, and a sacramental is defined as something instituted by the church to give grace, a sign. So the cassock is a sign to give grace. So I encourage priests to wear the cassock all the time because it's putting on the grace of a sacramental. So when a priest is sitting in his room or he might be tempted to do something against God's will, he has his cassock on. It isn't always going to work, but it's going to help him quite a bit. He can look at his sleeve, he can look down, and he can remind himself, wait a minute, I'm a priest. I cannot go down this road of sin that I'm thinking of doing. And so it gives grace. And not only for the priest, but also for the people of God. When a priest walks around and prays the rosary, it affects people. And some people told me when I first started walking in St. Joseph, that they would feel a spiritual sense. And that's what happens when any priest is trying to be holy, walks around. In fact, when I was a little boy in first grade, we had redemptors. And my two favorite redemptors priests were old school. They were very old, and they wore their habits with rosaries around their belts. And when I would see them, you know, I was seven or eight years old, I would just know there was holiness going with them. And I wanted to imitate them. But I wouldn't have seen them unless they came out and walked around. They were walking around the parish ground. And I was going to grade school there. So I know that when I walk around, sometimes... A thousand people will see me if I'm walking along a busy street. And that can affect people. It can help them maybe to come to God. And it's simply walking, getting my exercise, talking with God, praying my rosary. And I am so happy being able to do that because it's imitating Jesus during his three years of public ministry. So that's yes. something I felt I wanted to share. I hope more priests do this, Father, because just from when you were here in Boston, 
a girl came up to me and said she saw you walking around my house. We were having a meeting, and she said, I offered the priest to give him a ride. Do you need a ride, Father? What happens to you when people say that to you? Lots of times I just didn't discern what God wants me to do. Yeah. And I keep walking, but I do want to talk to those people and see where they're at in their faith journey. Yes. And then if we have a conversation, I like to give them some encouragement. And a lot of people have never been in the Catholic Church. Many of them have left, so I invite them to come. I invite them to come back. Beautiful. And so that's a special privilege to represent the Church as a priest in my cassock with my Saturno to invite people to come back, because sometimes people let other human beings, even priests and bishops, get in the way of Jesus. And so they leave the Church of Jesus because of these humans. So I like to heal those wounds or leaving the Church. I like to heal that and invite them to come back. That's beautiful. Or to come again. Beautiful. And so in this book, Walking the Road to God, that you wrote, that I asked, did you write any other books, Father? Oh, yes. Could you send me some? I'd like to read them. This gives me a whole different attitude towards how you work with children, sacramentals. Talk about how a lot of these children want to talk to you when they're walking, when you're walking, and what you give them, and how you share the sacramentals with them. Yeah, the children see me, and I ask their parents if it's okay if I can give them a rosary. Yeah. And then if they say yes, then I pull out my bag of rosaries, and I ask them, what's your favorite color? And then they pick it out, and I give it to them. And then I might, I have time, tell them to repeat the Hail Mary after me. Beautiful. And sometimes I give it to the parents, too. And many times these people have never prayed a Hail Mary. And then I explain to them what a sacramental is. So I have so many rosaries I don't need anymore. People have given me so many. I can't hand them out fast enough. But... These two are sacramentals, like the Catholic, they're a sign instituted by the Catholic Church to give grace. So rosary is blessed by a priest, and St. Louis de Montfort, when he would hand out rosaries, sometimes people would touch them, and they would be gifted to them, and they would feel something change in them, because grace would flow out from St. Louis de Montfort's blessed rosaries. So we priests have the power to do the same thing. We can simply give out rosaries to people. They can touch them, and it might change them forever. Yes, and the same thing with the medals. What kind of medals have you given out? Yeah, I give out the miraculous medal. One time, a guy who was an alcoholic, he wanted one, and... He put it on, and three years later, he came up to me and he said, I don't know what you did, but when I touched that metal, I put it around my neck. I haven't drank since then. Amazing. I said, great. Our Lady has brought you away from your alcoholism, and I pointed to the Catholic Church. I said, now you need to go to church so you can get to heaven. 
And that's the last I heard of him. That was about 10 years ago. Hmm. Amazing story. And I, I see sometimes how you invite people that you talk on the streets to go to confession with you. And you point to where they could go to a confessional near them, and you hear their confession. Do you have any stories like that for us? A few weeks ago, I was in Wichita, and I was in the library because it was raining. So I sat by the front door and was doing some of my work, and three people came and talked to me within the hour, and they were all Catholics. The first two, we just had conversations, but the last one, it was a young man. He said, Father, can you hear my confession? I said, yes. Would you like to go somewhere else, or is this fine? And he said, Father, I don't care. Well, I told him, well, as a confessor, I have to make sure that we don't break the seal of confession. So we can do it here, but you have to whisper into my ear and make sure no one else can hear you. And then I pulled out my stole in the back pocket, and I put it on, and I heard his confession and gave him absolution. And then he went on his way. Incredible. Incredible. How old do you think he was? I think he was about 30. Beautiful. Beautiful. It's just amazing. Now, you were sitting in a library when this happened, right? That's that, right. Because it was raining outside. So, yeah, it was too much rain. To, you know, fish. Yeah. I call it fishing when I go out there. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to fish when it's raining because people don't like to be in the rain. And then when it's too hot. Right. So I get on the bus, or I go into the library, and that's where I go fishing, and sometimes I can catch some good fish there. So that's why Meaning, your book is necessary for a lot of people to read, Walking the Road to God. Why I left Yeah, everything. do you want to hear some of the... Yeah, I do. You want to hear some conversion stories of people yes. who read the book? Yes. Oh, I want to hear that. I have two of them. Okay. So I'll do one, and if we have enough time, I'll do another. But the first one... A lady from Tulsa read my book. Her sister lived in St. Joe, so her sister heard about me. She wasn't even Catholic, but I was on the newspaper, so she bought one of my books. I may have even signed it at a book signing in St. Joseph. But she brought an extra one and gave it to her sister. Her sister read it and asked her sister, how can I contact Father Carney and Eventually, she called me and said, Father, I read in your book that you said anybody can become a Catholic. And I paused, and I said, yes. And she says, well, Father, I didn't know that anyone could become Catholic. I said, yeah, anyone can become Catholic, because the word Catholic means universal. But Jesus gave us the Church for everybody. She says, well, Father, I never knew that. I want to become a Catholic. Amazing. So I found out where her parish was, and she began to be formed by the priest mm -hmm. in the traditional Latin Mass parish. And she told me how much she wanted to receive communion. And I said, you need to wait for the priest. He's your pastor. He's in charge of your soul. So don't receive until he tells you. Well, she got sick. She needed to go to the hospital and have three stints put into her arteries around her heart. And so she went to the priest and received all the sacraments, including First Holy Communion. And when she went to the hospital, she was able to drive herself there. They did an x-ray that evening, and then she slept there for the night. And the next day, they were going to do the surgery, but something happened on the x-ray, and the doctor said, why is this woman here? 
So she had a complete healing from receiving the Holy Eucharist for her first time. Amazing. And I told her, we were praying for a miracle for you, but if you get a miracle, we want you to work for us. So she was the second person in charge of marketing Mm -hmm. for UPS for the western half of the United States. So she was a really important person at UPS. But she got an early retirement a few weeks after I told her that we need her to work for us. So she took the offer and then began to work for us. And then she helped us put out the Manual of the Arch Compatory of the Holy Faith, which is a manual that has very beautiful history, very short history, and prayers for the Holy Faith. It's the most comprehensive. And we just simply took it from the Internet and printed it off in little booklets and fit letter covers around it, and we sold at least 5,000 of them. And I was very ill for many years, so we needed her to be the one doing the work, so she did that. But unfortunately, she died of COVID a few years ago. So we're just so happy that we got to bring her into the Catholic Church. That's one of the stories from reading my book. That's amazing. And do you have another one that we could do? Yes. That was awesome. Awesome. The Easter Vigil in uh, Ava, Missouri, uh, at the Benedictines of Mary, their daughter house, St. Joseph Monastery, and they're building a monastery and they're raising money for that. So after the Easter Vigil, we had the beautiful party, and it was close to midnight, and we were having all of our desserts and chocolates, and this young man walks up to me and says, oh, are you Father Kearney, the priest that helped to bring my mother-in-law back to the church by your book? I said, yeah, that's me. I would love to hear the story. And he said, oh, yeah, well... She fell away from the church 30 years ago, and she began to go to the Protestant church, but then someone gave her your book, and she read it, and she decided to become Catholic again. And the first thing she did was she joined us in our family rosary, but she had to get a pamphlet of how to say the rosary, and when it was her turn to do the Hail Mary, she had to read it, because it had been so long. Wow. And then over the course of three years, wonderful things began to happen. She started to go to Sunday Mass, then she started to go to daily Mass, then to perpetual adoration, and she began to pray the rosary constantly. And then, after three years of reverting back to her childhood faith, she passed away. So, that's the other story. Wow. And so now she's praying for you from where she is, hopefully heaven, right? Let's hope. Let's hope that that's happening. That's a grace that God gave her as the other person in so many. And that's what I like about your book. It's like so deep and so simple. And so it just grabs your heart. Every night I like to read another couple of pages. So I have something to look forward to the next day. But most people would just like go right through this. So tell us, where is this book available? Is it on? So we're putting it on our website. Yeah. So people can search our website. Yeah by typing in the League of St. Martin. Okay. The League of St. Martin. The League of St. Martin. And what is that league? Or that do- league is a group of pious people mm-hmm. that promote the devotion to the Holy Faith of Jesus Christ mm-hmm. and promote the devotion of the Rosary. Beautiful. So that pops up on your website, which is the League of St. Martin. 
Yes. And it should be on our homepage. I just got our web person to work on that. Beautiful. So it -hmm. should be on there soon. Right. And then is your other book that we most love, The Secret of the Holy Face of Jesus, is that on that website too? Yes, that's already there on our homepage. Okay, it's on your homepage. So people can click on there and then they can buy it. Beautiful. And then do you have on your website where you're going to be going and traveling to in your events that you mentioned you have in a conference that you wanted to talk about? Sure. So, yeah, there's two things. So the first thing is we're having our annual conference of the Holy Faith, November 9, 10, and 11. Mm -hmm. So just in six weeks or so. And that's going to be in Wichita, Kansas. Mm -hmm. And we're going to have three solemn high masses. Wow. And we're going to have three priest speakers, two or three talks a day. Then we'll have solemn vespers, and the meals are included. So it's in the center of the United States in Wichita, Kansas, at my beautiful church of St. Joseph, where I grew up. So there's that. And then we're hoping to get some people to sign up for the Holy Face pilgrimage in May of 2024. And that's going to be to France and to Italy. Italy will be an option. Mm-hmm. People can just go to France if they want. Okay. And we're going to see the sites that deal with the devotion to the Holy Faith, like tours, where Venerable Lita Pont had 6,000-plus miracles from the oil that was burning in front of his image of the Holy Faith. And then we're going to go to Rome, and there's so much to see there because there's over 600 churches in Rome. So we have pages for both of those events, where people can simply click on and register. Beautiful, beautiful. And what are the dates in May? No, it's it's around May the 19th okay. to June or May the 30th or June the 1st. So it's give or take a few days. Right. People want to plan ahead, so that's great. They can go on your website, and you can register right on your website, correct? Barbara's. Yes. Okay. They can make a reservation. We have a button or they can make a reservation. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, it's very wonderful that we got to talk today because now we can put this on as soon as possible so people can put you in their plans for that pilgrimage to France, if you want to say it, with the high level. So, well, Father, I enjoy you so much. I can't pray enough for you because you are awesome and you inspire so many people. I hope more people get your books and pray for you, and your work just flourishes. Let's close with a prayer to the Holy Spirit. Father, could you do that? Sure. Thank you. Yes. In the name of the Father, and Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. Thank you for being such an inspiration, Father Larry. And uh, all of you who are listening, please, we have to get active. We can't just stay in our beds and pray. We have to get out and evangelize like this witness is of Father Larry Connie. Get his books. Come to the events that he's happening, especially that one which is in, what's the date? The conference? No, November. November. November 9, 10, and 11. That's something very close you could fly into or drive to. 
So thank you, Father. Thank you for everybody for listening today. You can hear this, again, podcast on WQPHradio.org. Send it out to people. They don't know what they're missing, and you're going to bring them the good news. God bless you, and thank you very much, Father. You're welcome. Yes. Thank you for listening to another edition of WQPH's Local Matters. We hope you enjoyed the broadcast and hope you have a blessed week.